The Blockbusters Podcast is proud to be a member of the Pod Bros Network. You can find us as well as other fantastic podcasts such as Pencil and Ink Review, Another Damn Trivia Show, and The Language of Bromance at podbros.com, as well as on most other fine podcasting services. Now sit back, relax, and prepare to share and enjoy the Blockbusters Podcast. Film Spotlight, a little side tangent thing that we like to do every now and then where we get someone else on to talk about film because you've had enough of listening to us. I am Paul. <laughs> and with that, I'm Brian. <laughs> and today we have on a lovely little lady by the name of Sarah Poulton who describes herself as an occasionally oh, funny podcaster, writer, and sometimes Twitch streamer. So, hello, Sarah. Hi. Welcome. That's all accurate. Yes. Thank you for having me. Oh, no problem. <laughs> we basically <laughs> had the entire cast of Solid Western Cinema, so it was only inevitable that you would end up uh, slumming finally. it on our show. <laughs> and now we have run out of our guest pool. <laughs> oh, boy. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. This is part of the hazing process for Soiled Restroom Cinema. <laughs> Oh, you put us through enough over there. Um, That's true. Oh, God, that is brutal. That's a brutal podcast. Um, Not to listen to, but to be a part of. Yes, to do the to do the work for. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm honestly not sure if the hazing has stopped yet for me for coming on that show. Oh, I am so jealous that you got to miss out on Sandy Wexler. Uh, Oh my God, that one's leaving scars. (laughs) Yes, that that was. difficult (laughs) just to put it mildly (laughs) it's uh um what i'll throw our stuff out the way quick and then we'll get to yours so obviously you're listening to us so you found the podcast but congratulations yes and also in case anyone can hear some thunder in the background yes it is now just starting to thunder here so hooray here we go we got that little mood setting yes (laughs) Sort of impending doom over the podcast. Uh, so you can find us on Twitter at Blockbusters, Facebook.com slash Blockbusters. You can email us Blockbusterpodcast at gmail.com. We're on Instagram, just search Blockbusters. You'll probably find us. And we also have a website, Blockbusters.webs.com, which is probably up to date. At this point, I can't guarantee, but hey, we're trying. So there we go. I believe that's everything at the moment, unless I put us on LinkedIn or something along those lines. I, and, I, I think you nailed it. Yeah. And so, Sarah, what about you? Where can people find you? And also, what are you doing right now? Um, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and dot .com at Sarah Poulton, S-A-R-A-P-O-L-T-O-N, uh, at SarahPoulton.com. Instagram is at Sarah Poulton Twitter, so there's no other Sarah Poultons out there, so I lucked out. Uh, or shoot me an email. But please don't do that. Um, but you can. <laughs> please don't. But I don't know. I don't know. I won't write you. I'll, I'll be like, I'll want to write you back, and then I'll have a lot of crippling anxiety, and I won't. Um, but I'll tweet at you, and that doesn't stress me out. Um, so, yes, check me out and check out whatever kind of shenanigans I've gotten into on those things. Or if you want to see how ugly I am, uh, you can see pictures of me. So oh that's good. God. 
Oh boy. Uh, so yeah, yeah, that's where you can find me or, or whatever I'm up to. Alright, and uh, you've been very cryptically mentioning just before we started recording that there's something you're sort of doing. So, oh, yes. Um, <laughs> so what is that? Yes. So I um, have partnered up with a director uh, in LA and we are writing a horror film together and I just finished the first draft and people are like, wait, why are you writing things? Um, I have a minor in creative writing. I've taken lots of script writing classes, so this isn't like a random dumb thing for me to do. Um, And I'm actually filming a pitch video for the movie next week um, and it's a slasher film. Um, and we've we've registered the title, so I can say it. <laughs> um, okay. But it's called it's called Stay the Night. Um, so that's that's what I'm willing to give oh, out. That's um, awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's fantastic. It's, Good for you. That's it's, great. It's cool. Um, I'm really proud of it. So we're pitching the uh, film. We've got a pitch package. Um, we've got a pitch, you know, movie. But I'm going to make another one because I want to. Um, so stay tuned for any information about that. Or if you are very wealthy and want to fund the movie. Uh, against at, at Sarah Poulton. Um, me, let me know. <laughs> what will twenty I'm bucks saying, uh, get you? <laughs> no, nothing. I need I need a little more than that. It turns all out. All right. Um, all right. Well, fine. but I'm, I'm very excited. Man. Yeah. So stay tuned uh, if anybody wants to to make a movie. Let me know. <laughs> all right then. <laughs> all right. Uh, I will contact my rich investor friends. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I first need to make some rich investor friends, but then. I'll oh boy! All right, thank yeah. you. Let me know. Thank you in advance. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, yeah, that's what I've that's what I've been doing in the last month. I've worked with a partner and written the script, so I'm I'm a little tuckered out, but we're doing it. I love the title. Just off the bat, I love the title. I think thank you. Yeah. 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 We're going survive the night slasher is the the premise. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, yeah, and so then you've got obviously the double meaning of the word "stay" there. So that, I I do enjoy that. That's quite nice. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I, I like Wikipedia a lot. Of, like I I took a thesaurus and I was like looking up different words, and that's where I got "stay the night." Ah. Just start. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, Hot tip. Um, yeah. On on top of the fact that there's so many slasher horrors out there, you've really got to work on getting something that isn't already taken. So, sure, that is very true. That too. Yeah, right? <laughs> All right, well, I can honestly say that's uh, bigger news than I was expecting. I, right? I genuinely had no idea what it was going to be. So that, that was very I've cool. always got something up my sleeve. <laughs> All right, well, um, I guess we should go on from that uh, unfortunately oh, small oh, amount of information that you're allowed to give out at this present time. And move on into our film spotlight then. So, obviously, even though, as we all know, it's more fun to rip into the the murky waters of hatred for it, I do think we should stick with our tried and tested method and we'll go with the one that you really enjoy first. So, okay. Here's all right. hoping that at least one of us has seen this. Can I, can I give a hint? You know, um, well, um, I tell you what, we we normally try and guess the genre. All right. Uh, is, all is right. it a very vague hint? Is it not helpful? I would, it's yeah. a super vague hint. It's okay. Really okay. Vague. I'd say go for it, Paul, because yeah. we're not doing well on this. Yeah, it's no, a no, really no. vague hint. Um, <laughs> go for it's it. Not, it's not a buddy cop film. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Do you, you know that's all I ever guess. <laughs> I know. That's, that's why I chose that. Uh, I just want to take it off the table. 
okay, thought about well. picking. I wanted to pick a buddy cop film just so you would be right, but I have to keep turning <laughs> myself. Damn it. Okay. All right. Fair enough. That's my only hint. You guys have seen this movie now. I'll say net no Turner and Hooch this time then. Oh well. Uh, Okay. You have seen this. I'm really confident. I'll give you that. Okay. Okay. Both of us have. Probably. I would be very shocked if you had. Okay. All right. Paul. Wait. (laughs) I don't even know who's going first. You want to go? I got to think up another genre. I only know one. So. Um, Well. (laughs) You got to buy me some time. Yeah, all right. I'll probably go first then, and I may I may need to stick with the one that I usually go with, and the one time I didn't, it turned out that that was the one that it was. Mm-hmm. So I'm just gonna go with sci-fi for my. Damn you! That was gonna be mine. I okay. know. So uh, um, you did not know. You're you're uh, kind of right, kind of. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Kind of. I wouldn't I wouldn't say that's like the main genre, but you could make a case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is All what right. we what I consider the moral victory there. So unless Brian gets it even more closer to the mark, I think I'll take mm-hmm. that one. I guess I don't know. I I'll go fantasy. No. No. <laughs> fantasy <laughs> cop. <laughs> fantasy cop buddy film. Turner buddy Coach. film. In space. Okay. No. Damn right. Um, no. When do I give it up? <laughs> now. Yeah. Now. Yeah, uh, it's the Matrix. Ah, okay. oh, I, um, I, let me google this what is well, i don't know if you've ever heard of this film um <laughs> yeah, it, yeah very so niche, you know, it's, it's uh, very niche film um i saw this movie when i was like 12 and it blew my flip in mind like holy crap holy i didn't know any of this could happen also that's when i fell in love with uh keanu reeves and he's my soulmate and we're gonna get married someday um, say that very seriously. Well, congratulations! Er, yeah, thank early. you. Yeah, I spent um, I spent a couple of hours convincing my dad that Keanu would make a good son-in-law, so I'm really committed to this. <laughs> all right, well, you're all in here. Yeah, well, as long as we just got to get Keanu to be on. Well, I mean, that's just minor details, but yeah. right. I know. Anyway, yeah, maybe when we end up reviewing John Wick two, we'll get him on as a guest oh. or something. Oh. Such a good movie. 10 out of 10. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) No spoilers yet. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's good. Spoiler. Spoiler alert. It wasn't as good as the first, I don't think, but it was good. Yeah. Well, I I will give it less less dead dogs. Uh, I'll give you that spoiler. Yeah, accurate. Yeah. Uh, How about cats? There's some dead cats Um, in this one. No count. No no word on the cat body count i don't oh, okay. yeah yeah no, no explosions at a, a veterinary clinic or anything that uh, not that i recall no okay. not no. that we are aware of it is my understanding there are no veterinary yes. at least not shown on screen yeah uh, yeah there may have been some off screen that is true <laughs> <laughs> and, and that one they sacrifice at the start of every shoot day but yeah well that's uh, fine yeah those are those are totally fine yes and, uh, and even though obviously we've got to get into talking about the matrix i still want to ask um so have you since the matrix seen any either of the bill and ted's since of course uh, yeah and, uh, so, great films it's been a, it has been a while since i've seen bill and ted uh for the like the fourth or fifth time but those right. are great well um so obviously with that would you rather marry neo or yeah, Logan. <laughs> Number one, I would take what I can get. Let's start there. Ah. Um, 
Like let's like let's not act like I'm I beggars can be choosers. Um, but yeah, Neo, of course. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, what about Lake House, Keanu? You know what? I'm actually I I have rented the Lake House and I'm about to watch it because I, I have never seen it. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, well, after you watch it, then you have to listen to um, how did this get made? I know. Um, that's why episode. I'm. That's literally why. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna watch it. Yeah. Uh, true story. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's going to be bad and I don't want to do it to myself, but I, I love Keanu, so I don't know. I, I'm torn. <laughs> I, like, I, I haven't seen it myself, so I just want to know. The only piece of information I want to know about that film is what the woe count is at. So you got to keep track of that and let us know once you've watched okay. it. Okay. I will. I know, right? I'll, I'll let you know what the woe count is at. <laughs> I, I'm going to. I don't even know, but I'm guessing it's like. Under one, I'm saying yeah. half of it. I don't think there's a woe. If you ever get a chance, watch yeah. Much Ado About Nothing um, with Keanu Reeves, the Shakespeare play turned in movie, and watching Keanu do Shakespeare is upsetting. But I still loved it. <laughs> it's a great film, too. He's not, it's his absolute rock bottom work. Um, I, I was unaware that was a thing, but okay. Yeah. No, like yeah. Emma Thompson and Kenneth Branagh are in it, and they're amazing. And then Keanu's got this small part, and he's just like, whoa, uh, like all of his lines. It's so funny. You're just, you're going to shit yourself watching it. <laughs> oh, I kind of actually love the idea of Keanu just reciting Shakespeare. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune. Yeah. Oh my god, that is so accurate. It's scary. Mm. <laughs> like, you were on it. Nice. All right. Well, uh, should we get into the Matrix? Uh, yeah. So to speak. Let's plug ourselves into this one. So. Let's uh, let's take the blue pill. Um, um, or no. Yeah. Yeah. So. Did I get that right? I don't know. Um, I think no. so. I think okay. Yeah. Because obviously Cypher's one that said, why, oh, why didn't I take the blue? Yeah, um, the blue was just NyQuil PM. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, yeah probably a hit now, actually. <laughs> Since it makes you forget <laughs> everything. But anyway. Um, we need so, honor here. Okay. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yes, we do. No, we don't. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> So, yes, uh, my first question generally then is, um, like, it, it's not even really a question. It's just kind of, like, sell us on the film. What? Why is it that you, like, have chosen this film and why should other people watch it? If, I mean, if you can find someone that hasn't watched it at this point. Right, exactly. Well, that there's your first selling point, numero uno. Uh, everyone's <laughs> seen this movie. Um no, this film is incredible on several accounts. It's more of a spectacle uh, film, I think, than it is in terms of substance. Although, I mean, there is a pretty cool post-apocalyptic message to it as well. Um, but what they do in terms of combat is unreal. Um, they invented bullet time, which is when the cameras do that like sort of quick zoom around somebody. Um, and they do that by setting up dozens of cameras in a circle that each take a fraction of a second, and it's fucking bananas. Um, so yes. <laughs> um, I mean, also they thought, oh, we're going to be doing like a couple weeks of training before this film, and then they walked into six months of hellish torture combat training, and it pays off because it looks unbelievable. Um, everything about the film is sick. 
it, it really comes together perfectly. And um, God help me, Keanu Reeves is so amazing because I love him and he's special and he's a beautiful man. <laughs> Sorry. You know, I don't have an argument there. So yeah. you know, but I also I watched this movie when I was twelve, and I think you're in a special place in your brain development where you're just ready to suck something in, and this this hit me in a weird place, like. We had HBO when I was a kid because I'm I'm fancy like that. Now my dad was like a teacher. We were but like we had HBO, and so I would literally like look and see when the Matrix was on, and if it was on at three in the morning, I would like sneak into like the kitchen and like watch it on almost silent so no one would hear me, <laughs> just because I wanted to see it so badly, and because we didn't have like, you know, like streaming Netflix or you know what I mean. You couldn't rent it, um, and I had it I think on VHS. Uh, later on once it came out i might still have it at vhs somewhere in my apartment which is upsetting um so yeah <laughs> so you had never seen it in the theater Mm-mm. Oh. no i did i think it was rated r yes i guess yeah you were, but yeah 12 yeah but which is weird because my parents were literally like come watch a movie with us and i was like no i'm 12 i'm too cool mom and dad and they were like you're watching the movie um and i literally <laughs> like watched it like in between my parents Hmm. Um, hmm. It's fine. It's, there's nothing bad in there for a kid to watch, but I think it was rated time. No? Yes? Yeah, not really. That's. I mean, there's nothing super sexual, right? Or, no. You know, it's, no. It's violent, but it's not. They gross get to that in the later films, but yeah. Yeah. Eh. <laughs> <Kinda>. <laughs> oh, you want to hear? You want to hear a real tragedy? My very first date. This is a true story. This is upsetting. Was seeing the second Matrix. Oh. And I was like 14, I think. And there's that like 20 minute long sex scene. And oh, I yeah. about wanted to kill myself because I never felt so uncomfortable in my life. <laughs> and then like oh, years later, he was so like, one time you. the guy was like, one time I went on a date with Sarah and we saw a real, we saw the Matrix and then she never talked to me again. And I was like, that is exactly <laughs> what happened. It's <laughs> <laughs> an accurate accounting of what. Yeah. Oh, God. It was. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I can't even imagine being at formative years and watching that writhing. Oh my God. Down there. Yeah. Oh God, I was so innocent and I just wanted to die. And I don't know how he felt, but (laughs) kill me. Yeah, I, I, I do know that um, a lot of people that I was friends with thought that the only good thing that came out of the Matrix Reloaded was when the MTV Music Awards show, their like intro was just six minutes of ripping into The Matrix. Like, that, was, uh, that was pretty much it. It was Sean happened? William Scott. The second and the and third. What happened? I think. What happened? The first one was brilliant, and then like, the second two were garbage, garbage. Oh, so garbage. Uh, I mean, yeah. The, if you really want to go down that route, <laughs> I can <laughs> that rabbit hole shed so some light on that. But um, uh, very, very, very basically, the running theory is that there was someone else that actually penned the idea of the Matrix, and the Wachowski brothers and now Wachowski siblings, I guess, uh, got a hold of that, did a full-on screenplay of it, and then made that. And then the next two were entirely their own thing. Uh, and that's why it doesn't you know quite what? mesh. That makes sense. It just, in, I, have you seen the Animatrix? Um, oh, yes. Chance? I was just going to ask you that, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Big fan. Big fan. It's brilliant. 
Yeah. It's absolutely brilliant. Highly recommend if anybody, because um, it takes place in the Matrix universe and it's animated if anybody hasn't seen it. Yeah, I mean, there's uh, there's one segment that's created by the people that did Aeon Flux. There's two fantastic segments that talk about what led to the beginning of the Matrix. So it's, uh, yeah, and, and it's several other brilliant. ones. One by Production IG, which just looks fantastic. Even for mm-hmm. that, even for that time, like now, it still doesn't look that bad. <laughs> so it's uh, yeah, yeah. There, there's a whole lot of really cool stuff in that, and I I do try and sell people on it as much as I yeah. can. <laughs> Although I think yeah. it's the one thing that most people are least likely to see, unfortunately, because it is kind of out there. It's so good. I think my brother had it on DVD, and I just watched it one day. Um, I think I just picked it up. Yeah, yeah, I would say even if you could find like the like the combined DVD of like all of them, just watch the Matrix and the Animatrix. You'll still, you know, it's probably still pretty cheap. Yeah, and just don't bother with two and three. But yeah, and get that bundle. Yeah. And yeah. Keanu Reeves donated almost all of the money he made, a huge majority of it from the Matrix trilogy to charity. So. Well, That's he, why we're soulmates. Another reason. Yeah, um, he, he donated most of it to charity and then bought really expensive presents for everyone on the crew because according to crazy. him, they're the ones that made the film the way it was and he just acted in it. Like That's, that's how he viewed it. The, the, He's the crew so amazing. Stuff, yeah. he, he definitely one of the most humble actors out there. Yeah. It's, it's really yeah. cool to yeah. see him in an interview. <laughs> and now, one thing I will say is I don't mind the, the sequels as much as other people do and I would argue that my that the best thing about the second film is the virus twins. I just think they were yeah, really cool. Yeah, they were great. <laughs> they were very cool. And I would also like to point out that technically they're probably not dead because you see them right at the, when the car explodes, spoiler, there's a car explosion in the second one. What? Uh, they go into that sort of uh, like astral version of themselves as they, as they come at the camera. So... Technically, they should be fine. <laughs> but, uh. but yeah, <laughs> I, I was waiting for them to turn up in the third one, and they never did, unfortunately. But there you go. Yeah, bummer. <laughs> yeah, I got nothing to say about those. <laughs> yeah, yeah fair enough. Let's talk uh, about the good one. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's get back to the first one. So, <laughs> so I mean, you, you kind of touched on it, but what is it about this film that actually speaks to you? Like, what, what do you feel connected um, to, uh, you that you connected with it? I think what what really appeals to me about this film is is genuinely the concept at heart. Like I, there's something very appealing and very upsetting. The idea that the entire world that you live in and the life that you lead is completely fake and it's and that there's another reality that you could wake up and explore tomorrow is there's something about that that's deeply unsettling and also very exciting. Um, and I think it also puts things in perspective, like your day-to-day activities are, they're not important. Um, and, and there's something about that idea that I really liked, um, is that, you know, that they wake up in this other world and that everything they had been doing was a complete lie. And then I also, I was really captured by the adventure of it. Um, and it inspired me to take a lot of, um, stage combat classes so I actually did three summers where I learned uh, stage combat, like hand-to-hand combat, and then sword fighting. 
Um, and I did one summer sword fighting left-handed and one summer sword fighting right-handed. Um, so that was really cool to be able to do and learn. Um, and it's just like a weird thing I can do. I mean, I've done it. I haven't done it in years, but it, it was a cool thing to do over a summer. Um, so at the moment, your resume consists of. It's weird. Buckle up, it's weird. Film writing, sword fighting. I can also do three-dimensional gore makeup. Um, okay. Um, I, I have a degree in theater, so you end up doing a lot of weird crap. Uh, yeah, I, it just I comes with the territory. With, I work with someone that, like, gore makeup was their thing. So, yeah, I know it can be very difficult to get right. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, yeah, and, and since I, it's been a long time since I've taken a class, um, but it, yeah, they've changed things. I took a workshop recently, and they've changed so much. It's it's all different now because people have allergies. Um, no, I'm kidding. Um, so anything I do now is kind of the old fashioned way of doing it. Um, but it's I have a real respect for the art. Um, but no, I I um, the the way that they the Matrix we didn't have this sort of um, God what's the word for it? You guys know what I'm talking about the with the rope the rope fighting where you're like suspended in air yeah. in slow mo. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, the wire Just fighting. Too. The wire work. Yeah, yeah, the wire fighting wasn't something – I mean, that that was what made it popular. And I don't know if it had even really been done before that. And and what was also cool is when you see movies, you know, like after that, Charlie's Angels was doing like the wire fighting, but they never explained it. Like they're just regular ladies. They're All of a sudden they're jumping 20 feet in the air. It was so stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, but what was great about The Matrix was they explained it. Like, oh, okay, you're you're bending reality and, and using your mind to sort of shape the way things go. So it looked cool and it made sense. They kind of covered all their, their bases. It just wasn't dumb. I don't know. Uh, so that the, the fighting in it is, is was unreal. And I think it still holds up. The film is still great. The costuming, the lighting, everything comes together beautifully. It's a great film. Yeah, I agree 100. percent Yeah, it's uh, I don't tire of it, and if I ever see any of it on, it's, it's one of those you know, stay and watch till the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it's on, be late to work. <laughs> you, can, <laughs> you know, watch. Um, yeah, like sorry, the Matrix is on. Deal with it. <laughs> if I were your boss, I would promote you. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> I might uh, have you email someone for me. <laughs> yeah, <there you> go. <laughs> and I I just had to ask this question then. Um, are you a nihilist by any chance? Just uh, throwing that out there. <laughs> Since you seem to like the idea that I'm a everything they do is uh, like d- mean nothing, and you seem to enjoy that idea. <laughs> no, that's I mean a little bit, but not really. <laughs> I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm that pessimistic. Um, I, I I have some hope for the world yeah, yeah, <laughs> out I, there. I would say it's possible to be a nihilist and not a pessimist because, hell, that's what I am. So there you go. <laughs> like, I... <laughs> no, I'm. Um, I'm. I'm deeply. Uh, I I care. I value life, and I have a lot of hope for uh, humanity. Um, not always for myself. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I do. I do. I do. I do. I take that back. Um, no, I'm like a, a hippie vegetarian at heart. So I, I don't, I don't uh, think I describe myself as nihilist. <laughs> um, fair enough. Just thought, thought we finally had another nihilist I, on the show there. But, uh, but I, I, I do like the idea of like walk. waking up and life is this big adventure for sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah. who doesn't want to be Bilbo Baggins every time you wake up in the morning? Yeah, 
And especially at the age of like 12 and your preteen years, like that's that's when I think you crave that the most. You want to get out of your house Absolutely. and you want to go on a big adventure and be on your own and do something really cool. Um, but you're also like can't do your own laundry. So, you know what I mean? Like, And you can't drive a car. So uh, and you're a total ding dong. But you, you crave that kind of independence and that excitement. That's just um, and that's what the film kind of inspired in me. Yeah, it, it, it really is. It, it was a film that kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, that there really wasn't anything quite like that before. <laughs> so yeah, I, I heard a rumor. I don't know if it's true. Um, I heard a rumor. I don't know if it's true that Will Smith was supposed to play Neo. He was. Oh. He, he gave it up so that he could star in Wild Wild West. Oh, worst right mistake off. ever. <laughs> ever. What the, what the why? <laughs> also, you know what? Don't care. I still like that movie. Would I watch it again? Probably not. But hey, now, now, be fair. How do you think about How do you been in the Matrix? What sort of rap song would he have written about that? Oh, <laughs> God, I'm like, so mad he doesn't make a still Matrix do that. Or something. Like I don't know. I am uh, so mad. He needs to do. I want to bring that back because um, he wasn't the only one. I think Ice Cube did it. No, not Ice Cube. Uh, LL Cool J. He did that for Deep Blue Sea. Um, and I want more. I want more rap songs for, for movies. I just want more theme songs. Yeah, just like the 80s theme songs like they do in the Netflix show Love, you know, where they give every kind of movie that doesn't have a theme song a theme song. Yeah. I'm into Perfect. It. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or, or even like almost every Will Smith 90s film that he did, he did the theme tune for. He did The Men in Black and all that. Here yeah. comes Men in Black. Oh my God! Oh, I went man. to Miami, and all all weekend, all we heard was "Welcome to Miami" with me, and my friend. Oh, my <laughs> Will Smith, more rap tunes. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I'm take it or leave it. <laughs> I, I'm just waiting for Netflix to do like a one-off Friend Prince of Bel Air thing. What? Well, uh, I'm maybe, so in. Maybe so Will in. has grown up, and now he's the head. Of, the family or something. It, it's oh. due. It's due. We got oh. Fuller House. Roseanne's getting a Is she? remake. Well, yeah, Roseanne's right. coming back for eight episodes. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I, I can I can bet you any money that both Will Smith and Alfonso Rivera will jump yes. on that. <laughs> I'm in. I love it. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing on that tangent. Sorry, Paul. No, no, no that's <laughs> right. I'd say we let that one run its course. <laughs> yep, ran right and in, smack into a dead end. <laughs> All right. Well, obviously, like the next question, usually aimed just at the guest, but since we're all fans of this film, I I say we could all answer this one. Do you have a favorite moment or scene in the Matrix? Um. I think my favorite moment, I mean, it's probably the climax when the guy um, is fighting. He he goes and he shoots the gun and then the bullets hang and they fall to the ground and then they start fighting hand to hand and Neo starts fighting with both hands and then kind of like looks away and starts fighting with one hand. Oh my God, he's the one. I don't know. Yeah, that got me. That was the best scene. <laughs> that part. Um yeah. Maybe not, not what you guys have said, but that part was was um bananas. 
definitely a, a great part in it. And also that's what made it a little bit depressing in the second one where he seemed to have reverted yes. a little bit. Um, yes, forgot that he one, was a god. Yeah, yeah, that, that's the problem. The second one, he would be fighting them. And I'm like, just fly away. Just fly yeah. away. You can fly or, now. Go away. Yeah, or fly into them and blow them up again. Yeah. yeah um, I, it didn't make any sense. With this one, he was like discovering his power. So... It was cool to watch, but yeah, I mean, also the scene with the where where uh, Trinity goes to save him and then flies the helicopter into the building. Oh God, so good. Um, also, also ten out of ten. <laughs> All right, yeah. um, Brian, what about you then? If you had to, pick uh, mine would be just a little bit. I think yeah, before that, with kind of the uh, entrance into the office building, that whole sequence with the columns and the, just the. Yeah. Oh my god! The, like kind of concrete columns, just taking all those hits, and just the—that's just oh a great action god. sequence. I love it so much. Didn't yeah. you shit yourself when he opened up the trench coat and he had all those guns? You shit yourself. Yeah. <laughs> it's. <laughs> I mean, I, I seem to recall. Yeah, everyone left the theater, so I must have shit myself. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no. Sorry. Yeah, and that. And that that was effectively one take. I mean, obviously, multiple cameras and stuff, but they they, they just did a single run through of it, and then reset took. I think it was three hours at least just to get that thing back to filmable quality. But yeah, that that was a fantastic one. I think I think my favorite moment in it. It's a, it's a bit of a weird one, and it's not even the first instance of bullet time, but it's the first. I would say really evident use of it. And it's when Neo is firing at the agent and he misses completely and he yells out to Trinity for help, at which point he manages to start dodging the bullets. Yeah, on the roof, yeah. Because obviously the first instance of the bullet time is when Trinity jumps in the air right at the beginning and it's a fairly quick whip around, whereas this one is Mm -hmm. really slow. That's the signature of this film, yeah. Yeah, and it's just... Done so well, and it. Uh, what one of my favorite extras on the DVD when I got because I got that like the really thick box set DVD when it was still just that film, but it was three discs when it when DVDs were first coming out, and it had all of those extra features on it which would all fit onto one Blu-ray disc at this point in time, and they showed them filming that scene and that bit where he does the. Like flipping his arms as he bends over backwards takes him what a quarter of a second. It's like, crazy that's how to long watch. That is. I've seen it. It's in this like green screen because you're like, wait, they're not on a roof. Nope. <laughs> and they have like the wind machine blowing his his jacket back and stuff. And you watch him do it, and he just like falls back in one second. You're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like, oh, okay, do it again. No, it's over. No. <laughs> yeah. It's re- but didn't that blow your mind when you saw it? The way you've never seen anything. I had never seen anything like that. And I think what makes this film so much better than a lot of the CGI films is that was really him, you know, and they did a lot of cool camera techniques, you know, the lighting, the cameras, the wind to make it happen. But that was him. That wasn't like cartoon Keanu CGI'd in, you know. You mean like in the second one? Yes, which is garbage. Like, am I not supposed to notice that Keanu is a cartoon right now? Like, this isn't Cool World. Yeah, I mean, uh, not, not to, to jump 
back to the MTV Music Award thing, but it, when they showed that scene where he's clearly CG and all of the CG Smiths are jumping on him, uh. and and Sean William Scott is playing the Smiths, and so they're just yelling, dog pile, dog pile, dog pile. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, oh my god! Yeah, it was. Uh, I kind of want to rewatch that bit. It was genuinely funny. <laughs> that, <laughs> that does sound good. Yeah. <clears throat> now, Paul, if I could just uh, interject here for a sec, um, I don't think I've ever. <laughs> we got an exclusive here. I don't think I've ever revealed this to you, but way back when, probably six months to a year after this had come out, my friend and I in our hometown um, started doing a. Um, remake, not a remake, but yeah, I guess essentially a remake of the Matrix. We cast it. Um, we <laughs> it was with the with our grocery store employees, uh, the other people that worked at our, the grocery store we worked at, and did shoot about a third of it. Uh, and then just the schedules just were too much. But yeah, it, I would love to see some of that footage now because oh, it has. Yeah, he's pretty good. Uh, what's that? I was going to say, please tell me that's out there. That's got to be along the same lines as oh, I'm Edgar sure Wright's has first it. Yeah, the, the creator of our logo, that's who was Neo, and he's a really accomplished model maker and all this stuff. So, yeah, he did all the props. And, um, yeah, he yeah. had the coat and a pretty good mock-up. We had our Trinity. Yeah, it was... Uh, we just awesome. like Yeah, we just shoot it, like, on breaks and stuff. And, like, after, we just, like, find dark places to shoot the scenes. Yeah. But alas, it's uh, probably never sees a light of day. Too bad. Uh, and that is that, <laughs> that really is such a shame. I mean, uh, I'm I'm trying to remember the name of it. Um, oh yeah, like it it sounds it sounds kind of like what Edgar Wright. You thinking of the Raiders? They made, oh. made a fistful of fingers, which uh, is basically what I think uh, became Hot Fuzz. In the end, like it was, it was oh, no. like really, like really bad. <laughs> but he still made it just so he could say he made it. And then, like later down the line, he was like, "Okay, let's get actors to do this. Let's get some money behind it." <laughs> I thought you were gonna go for the. Uh, I can't think of the title right now, but the Raiders of the Lost Ark fan film that took oh, like yeah decades to complete. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm I, totally blanking on the name right now, but it's fantastic if you ever get to check it out. Yeah, <laughs> or, or of course, um, there's someone that made. There was a kid that made using all toys a live action Toy Story. That he's wow. the It's apparently it took him like seven years to do, and Pixar just kind of went, "Oh, well done." <laughs> well, so were seven years. Yeah, I we have to get our hands on that footage. <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> let's move on. Um, uh, I made it all up. All you bought it. All right. Yes, uh, um, well, uh, at this point, normally the question is: if there's no sequel, what do you want it to be? Uh, uh, but obviously there was a sequel, so this time the question is: there is a sequel. What do you wish it had been? Um, I think you know prequels would have been really good, and anything honestly, the Animatrix that had things that took place in that universe, um, but at different points in time, they showed glitches in the Matrix, people's stories, figuring out about the Matrix. 
I think that anything along those lines would have been really good, you know, yeah. or just just living in that world and living in this universe and exploring it would be excellent. But whatever the nonsense that came up in the second and third movie, the plots didn't really make sense. All of a sudden, all the trench coats and black clothes look stupid. I don't know how. <laughs> they looked really dumb. Um, uh, some of the fight sequences were incredible. Yes. Yeah, and some of the fight sequences and, and chase scenes were really incredible, but they were kind of sullied by the, the I didn't believe the universe anymore. Um, so- yeah. So my question, Sarah, would be, do you think there was a way to continue this story or like kind of how we alluded to a little earlier, like the end of the Matrix kind of puts a nice pin in things, you know, the whole godlike aspect. Mm-hmm. Was there a way to continue this and go a different direction or like you're saying, prequels was the only road? Um, I, I think you could have continued it for sure, but the story had to be very simple. Um. I think that's what works with, uh, the, I mean, the, the story of The Matrix is pretty straightforward and pretty simple. And that's why, and the way it's told is really extravagant. So I think you need to continue that. Um, you, you could have kept Neo in the characters, but something simple would have had to happen in order to keep it going. But it does make it more challenging because he, he has these powers. So what does he have to overcome? What's his story arc? You know, does he lose them and he has to get them back? Um, you just, there, there has to be a challenge to overcome. If you're like this god who could do anything, then fight sequences don't matter and they're not important because you can just fly off at any point in time. You know? Yeah. No. Zero stakes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And I, I've every now and again I've had an idea where you could have like a second film, but it's not necessarily a direct sequel. It's more say let's say you. It's a, from the point of view of a policeman somewhere in one of the major cities and you know, Neo is becoming successful and is freeing people from the Matrix. And this policeman is trying to figure out what the hell's going on because he's not, no sure. one's come to him yeah, yet. Yeah, absolutely. No right, it's a, kind of like, a, a, say the way 10 Cloverfield Lane is technically a Cloverfield oh, sequel. That's a great film. Oh, it's so good. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, it that, stands alone. Exactly. So, like, yeah, part of the universe, but not dependent. Yeah. Yeah. Just, like, and, you know, that that's a, another analogy that I was going to say, but I know it's a bit of a spoiler, so I'm not going not gonna to do that. But uh, like, I, I think it would be really cool to see from inside the universe, from the point of view of someone that hasn't been saved and isn't working for the Matrix, and it's just someone living in this universe where all of a sudden the laws of physics make no sense. <laughs> They're not applied anymore. And people are doing these weird things and people are disappearing and no one knows why. Oh, it would be brilliant. <laughs> you just wrote a better film. Congratulations. I think you did, yes. That's, uh, yeah. We're, we're going to collaborate once this is over. We're going to start writing. <laughs> you start, yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd be perfectly willing to give start it a out shot. <laughs> Um, yeah. I, I may need to somehow trademark that maybe email it to myself so I've got a timestamp or something uh, sure sure. <laughs> yeah that's yeah that'll work uh, <laughs> well um, uh, now obviously we have talked ad nauseum about both the Matrix and other stuff <laughs> that's what we do in this show uh, so yeah. now we need to get into 
the other side of things. And obviously you having been now a part of Sword Western Cinema and I'm sure you've seen bad films growing oh, up. Oh, yeah. There must have been a fair pick of the litter here when it came to either a film you hate or a film you were disappointed in. Obviously, we don't know. Boy, howdy. Talking. I've got a long list. Uh, I, I've, <laughs> at this point, it's like which one? To, I don't even know. Um, I've got a couple in mind, but yes, they are. Uh, yeah. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> this could maybe this will be the first twofer or something. Yeah. <laughs> so, let's, we can. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I do. I'm torn. There's two that I'm kind of torn on, um, and maybe we could pick whichever one you guys have seen, because I don't know if you've seen okay. either of these. Okay. Well, um, I mean, obviously, we never bother guessing this one because it's just too, too broad. There's so many bad yeah. films and so many genres. So oh, why don't you tell us the two films that you have had trouble picking that you hate so yeah. much? All right. It's a two-way. It's a twofer. First one is 90 Minutes in Heaven. Uh, which we uh, flush on Soiled Restroom Cinema. If you haven't listened, please do. Um, you can hear my silky voice. Uh, so 90 Minutes in Heaven is based on a true story, which right there um, makes me want to flush my head down the toilet. Um, and it's about a man that got into a car accident and was in a coma for 90 minutes where he says he went to heaven. But that's not really what the movie's about. It's basically a two-hour-long movie of Hayden Christensen in a bed going, mm, I don't feel good. And then at the end, he's like, I went to heaven. And everyone's like, you did? And he's like, yeah, that's it. That's the movie. That sounds fantastic. Yeah, so it's it's an hour and 50 minutes of just him lying in bed and you just hear. (laughs) 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 It it does remind you a lot of Star Wars, um, but it's somehow worse. (laughs) (laughs) Not as many issues with sand in this. Yeah, he does have a, a weird porno, like 70s mustache in it. Um, oh, just to make yeah. things fun, yeah. I'm already sold. You can stop talking. <laughs> yeah, on it, you know, he's just I'm, I'm a done. little shit in the movie. Like he's just a <laughs> real unsympathetic little shit. And and the car accident. There is even a cool car accident. They just kind of like freeze frame it when he's driving, and then later they show him in the car, and he's like, Meh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then at the end you get to see I have heaven. no doubt that's exactly how it sounds. Yeah, at the end you see heaven and it's exactly the garbage heaven that you'd imagine. It's just like a bunch of white lights. I saw Peepa. Like so lame. Uh. It, it kind of sounds like he has the same acting capability as Calculon, where it's like, let's do take two. No, uh, I don't do two takes. It's just like, like, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, obviously, or the robot. Yeah. obviously, strong case for that one. Yeah. <laughs> so, what's the other option? So, I I would have walked out of this film. I saw it in theaters, but somebody had driven me there, so I couldn't. Oh, not an option. Okay. So it was an option, um, and it was the movie Get Hard with Will Ferrell and Kevin Hart. Um, uh-huh. I don't know if you guys have seen this one. No. Um, it's where Will Smith goes to prison uh, because he does some white collar crime and he's like a wealthy guy. I so he goes to Will Kevin Ferrell. Hart. Yes, Will Ferrell. Did I say something else? <laughs> he said Will Smith. That would have been a completely different film. <laughs> no, I, I confuse there. them all the time too, sir. It's okay. Well, they look exactly the same, to be fair. Um, yeah. No, so Will Ferrell goes to prison uh, for doing a white collar crime. So he commissions Kevin Hart. Um, to show him what prison's like, just because Kevin Hart is like a black guy. Um, and then the whole movie is just uh, prison rape jokes. 
which is, awesome. I don't know, rape jokes not funny to me uh, ever. So I was just sitting in the theater irate, uh, uh, ready to walk out. And I, I kind of wish I had. Um, but I was like, oh, I don't want to be mean to my friends. Um, <laughs> yeah, what was the dynamic with the friends? Of, like you couldn't just uh, well, I was like, in the lobby I for a little bit? Or... Yeah, I mean, yeah. what am I going to do? I don't have a ride. Yeah. I was just like, fuck this movie the whole time. Go walk into another movie for an hour. That would have been well, so much better. Oh, my God. Well, my oh. my wife would tell you that you definitely could have walked out because uh, while she was at university, we went to see Scott Pilgrim versus the world, and she walked out when Scott first meets the fifth ex, who's... I can't remember her name off the top of my head, but she turns up just after he's beaten the third ex. And so there were there were four more exes still to go in the film, and she walked out because she didn't like it, and she just went outside and sat down for an hour. And she hated it God. that much. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> So there you go. You could have I, just literally done anything else, I guess. I know. It, it was that bad. And you know what? I also have given up in general seeing movies on dates because every single time I go to see a movie on a date, it's a terrible movie. Um, it's just like I'm cursed. And then I just look at him and then I hate him for making me sit through this. <laughs> and then at the end of the movie, he's like, what did I do? <laughs> okay. Well, promise us you're never going to take someone to see a Marvel film. Just don't oh, do that. Yeah. We don't need. We don't need that right. curse. Yes, we don't need that mojo working against us. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're okay. <laughs> you're. I'm done. I've given up. I think I saw. I saw the Evil Dead reboot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I saw Split was the most recent one, and I was like, "Is this guy going to kidnap me and kill me too? What's happening? Oh God." <laughs> I was giving him side eye. I was like, why do you take me to see this? What's going on? I want to ride home. Get out of here. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, I, I might share that, too, because I'm just trying to rack my brain. I don't think I've had a good film date experience, really. There was um. Now You See Me, that movie about magic that's garbage. I don't mind. Um, uh -oh. no. <laughs> well, I, I don't think it's a good film, but I don't mind it. It's okay. just, it's it's a, oh, definitely no. a good turn your brain off entertainment. <laughs> oh no, I was so angry. <laughs> I, I have not seen it just because I have no desire to see it. Yeah, I thought it was going to be good. Um, I think, I think to, I think I had broken up with my ex boyfriend at that point, and he was like, "Let's get back together. Let's see a movie." And after that, I was like, "Dude, no." You're not winning me over, buddy. This is not good. Oh, my God. Oh, do you um, happen to remember? I'm trying to re recall the title here. Uh, the New World. Do you remember that one with Colin Farrell as Captain John Smith? And it was like the Pocahontas. Oh, and... I did not see that because I thought I just assumed oh. it would be racist, but I don't know if it was. It, that, yeah, I was like 2005. That was the date in that I pretty much. I don't walk out of movies, and that was the first one I ever had the strong desire to walk out. Like it was so incredibly long. At least, I mean, it's two hours fifteen apparently, but uh, there are half hours that pass without dialogue in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> um, oh. She clearly wanted to leave. I'm a completionist <laughs> by nature, 
And I'm like, no, I'm going to stick it out, stick it out. And it got to be like half hour left, and I really want to go. But I stayed through, and she was so pissed off. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> was, was no it me? Hold on, was this me? <laughs> um, hold on. Yeah, I forced her to sit through it, and yeah, that we just did not talk. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> it was God. so bad. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't see a movie So thanks, on Colin Farrell. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. God. I think, uh, yeah. Don't, because if it's if you're gonna see a movie on a date, you got you gotta go comedy and you gotta know it's funny. I think is, is mm-hmm. the way to do it. But then it's gonna um, be yeah. a comedy that both of you find funny. That's true. That is true. Well, then you'll learn about someone's sense of humor, I guess. Yeah. Um, I don't I know. Just... Yeah, it it well, especially now. There's a lot of uh, different comedies where that very subjective. <laughs> that's true and i like a bad movie like i should point this out like it's it's not impossible to disappoint me but i, I don't know I'll, I'll have fun like the the batman uh with george clooney i don't care i like that movie i don't care what anybody says i i think it's great i mean it, it almost feels like they were trying to do the 1960s batman tv show film it was when they did that with all the bad puns and <laughs> i don't care I, don't I thought it was fantastic Oh, I don't think I can ever give that another try. I don't know. Which if you is that Batman and Robin or Batman Forever? Batman and Robin. Batman. Yeah. If you ever like have a day where you feel like life is really sad and you don't have any hope in the world, YouTube <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger, Mister Freeze puns, and they are compilations. Of his oh puns. no! And you will die laughing because this is so also bad. the nipple suit too, though. Yes. Right? Yes. How, you know what? That's a great film. That should have been my favorite film. <laughs> All right, let's start over again. Scrap everything. That, when uh, he pulls out the Batman uh, charge card, that's when I, I think about shit myself. Well, I, have you seen the nostalgia critic ripping into Batman and Robin? I have not. Because, yeah, it's an old video. I don't even know if it's still on his YouTube channel because he's kind of got rid of some of his old videos and he bring them back intermittently. But yeah, that comes out. Like he brings out the card and it goes on the card, whatever the hell it is he said. And he just grabs the camera and he just goes, A bad credit card. And he, just, <laughs> he just starts yelling and then it's like that oops, broken host type thing comes whatever. up on the screen. I don't care. That movie was fun. Everyone can suck it. That was a fun movie. It did not take itself seriously. I had a great time. It's a great movie. I don't care. I'm not going to die on that hill. I, I, I like you. <laughs> You're just fine. I'm going to let you have it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, my point being is a movie. We all I have like, those, though. I like when a movie, though, wants to be good and then try and then just fails so hard. That's okay to me, I think. Uh, like Showgirls. Um I, I wish I've only seen edited for VH1, so I actually don't know what the whole. I I have no idea how dirty that film is. Oh, it's it's dirty. <laughs> it's I, bad. I I like when something tries so hard to be good and then it fails real hard. That I I'm into. Okay. Um, when it's like really earnest. And, yeah. Like yeah. like Sharknado doesn't appeal to me because they want it to be bad, and that takes away from the fun. Mm-hmm. It can only be bad when somebody really, really tries to put everything into it, and it fails so hard, and they take it so seriously. That, to me, is what's great. So, like, The Room. You know, I've never seen it, because I know it'll be special to me, and I want to, like, save it. (laughs) Yeah. Tommy Tommy Wiseau now sort of owns it, but at the time, 
he was just so, like it was a serious film to him like he really wanted this to be his magnum opus and every other actor without fail that starred in that film went out to say yeah we had trouble keeping a straight face because it was oh that God. bad I want to see it. Maybe this is what I need to do is like cancel my plans this weekend, watch the room, oh. marinate. I, I very badly want to see it. But Please I, do I your plans. <laughs> I don't care what your plans are. I'm not asking to know what your plans are. Do your plans. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I think I just dropped a, yeah, Tommy was on the last uh, SRC, uh, Tommy was a reference. It's, yeah, it's just a touchstone for very, very awful dialogue. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and as, as much as I would like to go into some of the dialogue in that, we should probably oh, sort of get back to picking yes. one of the two films. Yes, okay. So we well, go 90 I think, minutes? yeah, go ahead. Yes. I, I would say probably 90 Minutes in Heaven might be the worst movie I've ever seen. That, that might be it. Okay, well, what's uh, wrong with that then? <laughs> and, uh, I, I know we're running a little long for this one, so maybe we won't stick on it as much because... Hey, why would you why would you linger on it if you had to? But um, so <laughs> so aside from what you said when you were selling us on how bad it was, like yes. what what specifically about the film do you hate like so much? Is there anything okay. that sticks out? Yes, let's unpack this. Number one, there's two things that you're going to watch this movie for: a car accident, cool, and seeing heaven, cool. You really don't get a good view of either. So I, I was like, this is going to be great. I'm going to see a, a gnarly car accident, and I'm going to see a cool vision of heaven. I see a garbage vision of heaven that I probably could have filmed with a green screen and a couple of lights and some awkward white people wearing weird khakis. Um, and then the movie is is really just two hours of Hayden Christensen being a little shit to his family. Um, and he's the protagonist, who I do not root for him. Um, and he's like, I don't want to do rehab. And they're like, you got to walk again, Billy. Or I don't remember his name. And he's like, I got a mustache. Um, and every scene, he's just a little <laughs> shit to his whole family. And <laughs> uh, I'm just like, I have a And then at the end, they show him giving a whole, like, he's the hero, uh, giving a, a sermon about his experience. And the movie's not about him going to heaven and, and learning anything. It's about him being a little shit and then telling everybody, like, Six months later, like, oh, I went to heaven. And they're like, what? You did? All right, let me sit down and think about this. He's like, it was really bright and I saw Peepaw. And they're like, like six months ago? Like, you're just mentioning this? He's like, yeah. Um, and then at the end, he's like, I learned about heaven and it's great. And everyone's like, great news. Um, and then they, like, cut to the real guy because it's based on a true story. And he's, like, going around giving sermons about this. And I'm like, what? But you didn't learn anything. Heaven wasn't anything special. And this movie was stupid. He didn't learn. There was a story arc. I don't know. Lame. I, I'm looking at just like the box art, and it looks like a Lifetime movie of the week. Maybe. Yeah. And it's it's not. I thought okay, this movie will be 90 minutes. Lies. It's two hours. No, it's two hours in hell. Oh yes, accurate, accurate. <laughs> Yeah, I worked hard on that one. Okay. And um, watch, listen to the episode of Soiled Restroom Cinema where he Mm. flushed this bad boy. Oh, God. Yeah, I I think, I don't think I've heard that one. I'll have to, I need to check that one out too. Yeah. And he has a terrible mustache, FYI. (laughs) Is it it at porn stash levels? Oh, one hundo. 
100%. The mustache, the best actor in the movie. <laughs> oh, my God. I just so saw angry. it. Oh, wow. That's bad. Yeah, that's like John Holmes. Thank you. Yeah. The best actor goes yep. to the caterpillar. It, that is like one of Eugene Levy's eyebrows on his face. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So true. <laughs> I just pulled up a review, and the first review is waste of time, one star. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah. So, no awesome car crash, like the aforementioned, uh, kind of like 10 Cloverfield Lane. And then, right, like, no. yeah. And then, like, what dreams may come, I thought kind of all right, you know, representation of heaven. Nothing of that either. Just, just D bags and khakis. <laughs> Okay, okay, these are the review titles. Kate Bosworth keeps her figure while scarfing down McDonald's also happens in the film. Uh, Epically awful. Uh, Mainly a recovery from an injury medical drama. Not what I thought it would be. This is also true. It's just the worst movie. Oh, it's such a bummer. It could have been really good. It really could have. Um, It's an interesting premise, but there's no... Why do I care about this guy? And and he has no, nothing happens. It's lame. <laughs> yeah, I'm really yeah. dying to see it now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, should be subtitled. Ninety minutes. I'll never get back. These are the titles. Ninety minutes in heaven. Ninety minutes of me trying to forget what I just saw. <laughs> I don't know. Should I watch this or the next Sandler flick? That's a toss. Oh, here up. we go. Five stars. Believe <laughs> someone does like it. Oh boy. Hmm. Uh, that's probably the guy that wrote the book. <laughs> that's true. That that's the same guy. Please believe me. Please. Or it's uh, or it's Michael Polish, the director. <laughs> oh boy. Oh dear. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we pretty much covered why you should never watch this film. Um, it it let let's say for the sake of argument that someone were to bring you all the rushes for the film and give you unlimited budget to reshoot. How would you fix this thing? Um, number one, I'd buy a razor and I'd shave the porn stash. <laughs> I was just going <laughs> to offer that. Yep. Priority. Um, I would have an epic car accident because that's what you're going to want to see. Um, I would have a character that we care about and I would have him have a flaw that he has to overcome and fix. And then, um, the, I would make heaven, I don't know, like really beautiful and interesting um, and not just like a weird pamphlet from a cult. Um, and then I would also make the dynamics and the tension between the main character and his wife uh, more interesting um, because it, it is a cool premise and it could be a good film. You know, if you, you hear, oh, this guy gets a car accident, he goes to heaven and he has to overcome this big injury. Like, OK, all right, I'd see that. But. Uh, the execution on this was super lame. Um, and I, I would probably add in, um, you know, a character that has some comedic relief or someone that he can vent to because it's it's really a lot of scenes of him just laying in bed looking like I'm bummed out. Um, <laughs> so I try to keep like, that to Like all the viewers. <laughs> the yes. Oh, so true. Um, my my big joke on this is uh, if I wanted to watch a man look really miserable for two hours in bed, I I uh, have sex. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, hey Hey oh, I take that back. I didn't mean that. I'm, I don't I don't even know what I'm. I can't backtrack. But there there you go. It was yeah, rough. Yeah, just leaving it hanging out there. Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not sure what else we can say about the bloody thing. Okay. There you go. You asked. <laughs> I, I we did, did indeed. <laughs> yes. uh, well, uh, so yeah, I guess uh, I guess in summation, then what we've learned today is that we should definitely rewatch the Matrix at our nearest opportunity. And yes. completely steer clear of anything that's even remotely like 90 Minutes in Heaven and Hagen Christensen in general. Yes. <laughs> yeah, let's, yeah well, I think we can make that blanket statement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I am looking at some pictures of it. Like, I mean, I'll grant you it doesn't look a thing like him. So maybe that was the point. Mm. <laughs> I mean, that, yeah. That, that's about it. I, I don't know. And then there's a picture of him, oh, I guess on a talk show talking about it. He kind of looks like a, a Andrew Garfield on cocaine. It's a little weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, might, I might save that picture and uh, put it out or something so people can know what it is I'm talking about because it is a weird picture. <laughs> but uh, so... I'm trying to think of if I've ever enjoyed him. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. No, I I think I've only seen him in the Star Wars prequels, so I'm gonna say oh. no. He's also in a terrible film called Awake. Um, uh, okay. Um, did you guys do that one too? Yes. Or? Yes. I thought I did. you did. I have yeah. seen it. Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh huh. Yeah. I funny. tried to um, fast forward. It's like a, another medical drama where he has surgery, and I tried to fast forward through it, and then. I came to the the solid realization that it is the whole film. Ooh, <laughs> <Yeah>. that's rough. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'd have to end the film if I'm going to fast forward through the surgery scene. I was like, all right. <laughs> yeah, I'll do that. Here we go. <laughs> uh, um, well, uh, <laughs> that's a good place as any to stop then. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, thank you very much for coming on. It's been a lot of fun. And, thank you uh, for having me. Sarah, it was a blast. Yeah, it was nice to finally get to talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, like, uh, as I say to everyone that comes in on one of these days, if you ever want to come on the podcast proper, as you could say, I suppose, like, uh, just let us know if there's anything you particularly want to review or anything. Just give us a shout out. We'll have you on. We'll yeah, I'm in it. Let's do it. Yes. Yeah. 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 All right. <laughs> so you, you will be the most enthusiastic person by far, I think. On the... <laughs> yeah. It's, it is tough to beat our energy, but I oh, think yes. you can manage. Especially uh, mine. I am very hyper on these, in case you can't tell. Yeah. Uh, yep. you, you need to True. cut out the sugar. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, you got to be on the next uh, Sandler SRC. You're not dodging. Oh that next boy! Line. Whenever that comes out, oh, yeah. yes, uh, I'm sure we'll be on it. Well, I'm Maybe sure you're going I to know. volunteer me for it. I don't. I, I, I'm watching something this weekend, but I don't remember what. Uh, um, yeah. I think it takes place in the '80s. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, then it's got to be good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I if you have to watch something that takes place in the 80s, I highly recommend the San Junipero episode of Black Mirror. Just oh, because. absolutely. <laughs> yes. And then a... as a, a dessert, our Black Mirror episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Yeah. yeah, you get to hear us and get with a uh, fellow flusher, uh, Kelly Griffin. Yeah, ah, love her. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, well, um, I guess once again, since uh, I'm sure people have forgotten what it was we were talking about at the beginning of this episode, why don't you let everyone know where to find you? Uh, you can find me at sarahpolton.com, uh, S-A-R-A-P-O-L-T-O-N, or you can tweet at me. I'm very active on Twitter, uh, and I'll tweet at you back. Uh, I might be mean to you. I'm kidding. I might not kidding. Um, yeah, so at Sarah Poulton on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. Uh, I'm also at Sarah Poulton. Yeah, if you want to talk to me live, I live stream playing video games. Um, so you can, like, talk to me in real time, uh, and I'm a, a sassy one. Um, and if you come into my stream, I'll say "kaka" at you, and that's fun. Um, there you go. <laughs> well, I think we've established that "kaka kaka" and "tuki tuki" don't work, so you're gonna have to find. <laughs> mm. I can do whatever I want. Versus... <laughs> you know what? I really want to rewatch Evolution. That wasn't. That was a film that I never think about, and every now and again, it's like I enjoyed that. I want to rewatch that. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what that. Yeah, I don't know. I I want to rewatch uh, Batman and Robin now, and <laughs> I don't know what that says about me. Hey, that's your time. You use your time how you like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, enjoy all those bat nipples. <laughs> oh, I will. Indeed, yes. <laughs> It's all those Clooney bat nipples. Uh, that, that kind of makes it sound like Clooney is a descriptive word of some kind, but uh, there we go. Uh, so, Isn't it? Yeah, I think at this point it is. Uh, so, obviously, you can find Sarah exactly where she said you can find her, and as I said before, you can find us at Blockbusters. Just search Blockbusters. That there really is no one else you're going to run into if you just search Blockbusters. You'll probably find everything. No. They might ask, did you mean Blockbuster? And then you tell them no. You know, yeah. I know. Well, they'll, they'll still <laughs> give you the Blockbuster results. You'll just go, damn it, Google. Nice. <laughs> That'll mm-hmm. be it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so once again, Sarah, thank you so much for coming on. It's been a thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, thanks everyone for listening Uh, we'll see you next time so I've been Paul I've been Brian I'm Sarah (laughs) 